0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm surprised you guys aren't standing for me tonight. That's a te- I'm teasing, I'm teasing. Don't do that, don't do that. Uh, I'm so honored to be with you tonight. Thank you so much for having me, but I'm sure some of you are thinking, we don't have a choice. Uh, but I'm here, and I'm so grateful, and I want to welcome everyone on every campus. Um, I, I just want to say from the top, when you do something for a long time, you forget why you're doing it. Uh, I just want to say to you, I'm so incredibly proud of the Fuse Ministry. Uh, From an older brother who's who's watching from afar, from all of our campuses, I am so proud of you. Continue to do what you're doing. I know the distractions and the the, the oftentimes where you feel like you're failing in life, but you just fight to be consistent. And I promise you that God's going to continue to woo himself to you, uh, and your life is going to be better because of it. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. So thank you. So we've been in this uh, uh, series um on purpose, life on purpose. And so tonight I have the opportunity to talk to all of us about the purpose that Jesus has for us. Now there's a passage of scripture that we're going to get to. So if you have your Bible, feel free to go ahead and turn to Matthew 28. Um, you can turn there or you can pull out your cell phone and get there. But we're going to talk about purpose according to Jesus and what we know as, as Christians and a lot of us who have been following Jesus for a while, been a part of the church for a while. One of the things that is really popular in Scripture is this thing called the Great Commission. Anybody ever heard of that? In Matthew 28, that's what we're going to read, the Great Commission. What is commission? So we're talking about purpose. What is commission? Commission means the mission that God has in store for you and I as disciples of him. That's the mission. The reason why there is code is meaning that you and I as disciples are meant to partner with him for his mission, right? So the reason that you and I are going to go to this passage of Scripture and reading what is, is called in the Scriptures, the Great Commission, is because you and I can make a great great impact in our world if you and I will partner as disciples to the mission that Jesus Christ has for his church. Amen? So that's what we're going to go to. So if you want to turn to your Bibles, in Matthew 28, in verse 26, it says this. Now the, um, I'm sorry, in, verse tw- in chapter 28, verse 18, it says this. And Jesus came... And he said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Remember that. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of age. Let's pray. Father God, we love you. King Jesus, we exalt you. Holy Spirit, we host you. Thank you that you're present here with us tonight, not just here in Anderson, but across our state in every single space tonight. God, would you, uh, my, my prayer is that you would have your way. And God, as I've been praying for fuse in this ministry, I felt all along just like uh, what we see in Scripture of the feeding of the 5,000, what appears in every uh, gospel of your disciples, God, there's something so beautiful about it where you ask the people to sit on the grass. But God, you looked up to heaven, King Jesus, and you prayed and you, you asked the Father to bless it and you gave it to the disciples so that the disciples could give it to those who were in need. And so my prayer is that tonight that you would give to your disciples across the state of South Carolina so that we could give your bread, the daily bread, your word to those who are in need, just as we are in need. So God, help us tonight. Bless us in only ways that you can, and we pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you this question from the top because I was going to wait until the end, but I want to ask you from the top Are you a disciple? Are you a disciple? Because the reason why I wanted to, to read this passage of scripture with you is because if you're a disciple and you're saying, Hey, I'm going to be bought in on the commission, the great commission. If you identify yourself as a disciple, this means that you're going to go along with the mission that God has in store for us, right? And maybe you're sitting here and you're saying, hey, I don't understand what a disciple is. Well, I'm going to define this for you, what we say at New Spring Church, and it's going to be on the screen. A disciple is a fully surrendered follower of Jesus, a fully surrendered follower of Jesus, I don't know about you, but I consider myself a disciple. What's popular in the Western world today, what's popular in our nation is the word Christian. But how many of you know that the word Christian only appears in the scriptures maybe three times? But you know what appears in the scriptures more than 250 times? The word disciple. And what I believe that God's doing in his church and you and I is that he's going to allow this word disciple to be redeemed because we're going to be a people who are not known for what's this term of Christianity that people don't want to, to latch on to. People want to do away with Christianity because too many Christians have messed up the name of God. But when I look at Scripture, I know that his disciples were passionate not only about him, but the life that he has in store for us. Can I get an amen? Somebody. All right? So here's the thing that I want for us to understand. If you're not a disciple, my hope and prayer is that by the end of the night tonight, that you will become a disciple of Jesus Christ. And here's what I'm going to tell you. From this passage of Scripture, I'm going to give us four observations really quickly because I don't have much time. All right? So we're going to go there straight from the top. First thing is this. Disciples, go. This is what we need to understand. If you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, it is time for us to go. Because Jesus said to his disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, go. Right? He he said, go and make. He didn't say sit and wait. Many of us are sitting in this room right now. There are some empty seats around you, but we don't have time for these seats to be empty as we move forward. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. It's time for you and I to go and make more disciples. But here's what I want you to know. I think that oftentimes we don't want to go and make more disciples because there's some hidden sin in our life to where we don't feel like we can measure up to the life that God has called us to live. And so, therefore, we don't want to say the things that we feel like God wants us to say. But I'm going to release you from that tonight, right? So if that is your mindset, I'm going to say rebuke that mindset, give it to your fuse group leader, give it to the Lord, and allow us to continue to help you in this journey of following Jesus, right? We don't have time to keep this broken mindset of saying that I can't, I can't do this. Um, and here's the reason why I think some of us don't think we can do this. Maybe because you're posting about Jesus on your Instagram, but on Snapchat, it's all about you. Right? If that's the, if that's the approach I'm, uh, that you're taking, here's what I want you to know. I'm not rebuking you, but I'm telling you that there's, there's uh, a, this lie that you're believing, in. you don't have to. You've been set free by the, by the Spirit of God and you can walk in victory. And here's what I'm going to tell you. If, if, if I can do it, anyone can do it. I'm not standing on this, ta- this stage tonight and preaching a message to you because I have it all together. I'm just telling you I've started to believe in this God that I've heard about my whole life. And when I started to believe in him, my whole life changed. And I want that for every single person, that, not only across the state. I want that for every single person in our nation and in our world. But it's not going to happen if you and I don't get serious about going to make. Here's a second observation that I want for us to understand. Nations represent family. Nations represent family. I'm going to say it one more time. Nations represent family. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. Have you ever said something to someone and they took it a different way and you didn't really mean it that way? Right? It's like, ooh, I, that's not what I meant. Right? Well, here's why I say that. When Scripture was written in its original context, it was written in, in Greek, all right, in the New Testament. It was written in Greek. So this word, when you see nations, it literally means ethne, which means ethnicity in English, all right? So in America, we have this thing called race, but in reality, in God's context, he created ethnicities from the beginning. Race was created as a social construct To cause division because you want white people over here, black people over here, those who are Hispanic over here, those who are Asian over here so that we can cause a division so that some people can get promoted, some people can get elevated, some people can get diminished. But here's what I want you to know. From the beginning of time, the reason why Jesus was saying this to his disciples is because his people, the Jewish people, the line of people that he came from were the chosen people by God from the beginning. And what happened was his disciples started to idolize the fact that they were Jewish and thought that it was all about them. And he's saying, no, this was my heart from the beginning. The only reason why I chose you was because I needed a group of people to bear my name and see my face. And as you see me, you will grasp me and know that I am God. And instead of being like other nations, other ethnicities who are outside of the Jewish culture, they were idol worshiping. So God wanted to show one chosen group of people that I am your God and through you this promise is going to come that you're going to allow all of humanity who's created in the image of God to know that I am their God too. So the reason why you and I are sitting here tonight. As a black man sitting on this stage, a majority of white people who's sitting in the audience, and there are uh, other ethnicities across our state right now. I know we have some people in this room who are Asian as well and Hispanic. We're all in the family of God. We need to understand this promise and this truth. Why? Because when you go into your uh, lunchroom tomorrow, you're going to see a group of white people sitting in this section. You're going to see a group of black people sitting in this section. You're going to see a group of Hispanics sitting here and Asians sitting here. But here's what I, want you to, what I want to tell you. When you step into that lunchroom tomorrow and every day for the rest of your life as this opportunity, if I could do it, this is what I would do every single day. God, where do you want me to sit today? Because I'm not going to sit with just the people who look just like me and think just like me and talk just like me. Because if I sit with them every single day, then I'm not going to make a difference for your kingdom. But what we're meant to do as Christ followers, as disciples, we're meant to make disciples of all nations, not in all nations. I think that's why it specifically says this in the English, not in all nations, of all nations. It's not that I'm opposing that we can't go on mission trips, but I need for you to understand that your mission trip is when you leave this place tonight. When you go to the gas station, that's your mission trip. When you walk into your house, that's your mission trip. When you go into your school tomorrow, that is your mission trip. Does anybody hear what I'm saying tonight? Yeah. When, you go, when you leave this space tonight, I need for you to understand you have the spirit of the living God living inside of you. And it's time for us to stop sitting back and waiting on someone else to step up. And it's time for God to revive us so that we can go and make disciples of all nations. It doesn't matter if there's someone who is white in your space, lead them to the Lord. If there's someone who is black, lead them to the Lord, right? Some of you have younger brothers and sisters who don't want anything to do with Jesus because they hear you talking about him, but they don't feel him coming from you. And what I need for you to do is set yourself free and confessing the things that you need to confess and trusting that God's going to do a work in you and through you for your family. And not just your family, but the same thing when you walk into your school tomorrow. That if your teacher is in the classroom and she's saying something, that you're not making a, a, some type of joke to get the whole class to laugh because that's who I was. But the reason why is everything that I did, I talked about the Lord. But in the classroom, everyone knew that I was a fake. And when I gave my life to Jesus, everybody could immediately tell the change. And you know what I do today? I spend too much time apologizing to people Because of the way that I made them feel when I was your age. And if I could spare you some time right now, I would say stop it and make the change that you need to make. I don't say that to condemn you. I say that to call you higher as a big brother in Jesus. Amen? Here's the the next thing that I'll I'll say. Man, this time is flying by. Come on, Lord. Do your thing. The next point is this. Uh, Jesus reveals to us to teach to observe all that he commands. Here's what I want for you to know. This observe, this word isn't observe in the way that we think of it, of watching something, you know, hello, okay, got it, right? He's saying obey. This means that we have to teach people to obey. I don't know if you guys have ever taught anything, but you can't teach what you don't know. I grew up my whole life teaching karate with my dad. But the only reason why I could teach karate was because I knew karate, and I was pretty good at it. And if you want to find out, I ain't going to show you nothing, (laughs) all right? But the only reason why I could teach it was because I knew it. Too many of us are, are associating ourselves to being Christians and not actually disciples, and we can't teach people to obey his commands because we don't know how to obey his commands. But what is his commandment? His greatest commandment? We're talking about the greatest commission. The greatest commandment is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Here's what I need for you to understand. The only way that we can love God is we have to receive his love. We don't work for it. You receive his love. And as you receive his love, it overflows out of you onto the people around you. All of this goes hand in hand, right? So the only reason how you and I could teach someone how to obey his commands, to observe all of his commands, is to continue to point people to him. For far too long, too many of us Christians have been trying to tell people how they should do it and what they should be doing, rather than pointing people to scripture and pointing people to the one who is actually doing. This is what you and I, this is our responsibility as followers of Jesus Christ. Please trust me in this. Here's the the next thing that I want to say with this. I've talked to you about receiving his love. Some of you, I just want to be honest with you, you don't feel like you can receive his love. You feel like you're damaged goods. Some of you, you feel like because of the things that have been done to you that you can't receive his love. And I just want to tell you that that is a lie from the enemy, Satan himself. Jesus says that Satan is the father of lies. And if there's anything that I want for you to know and I want for you to believe and trust is that Satan is the father of lies and anything that he says to you, that means it is a lie. And if you believe it, it will cripple you as long as you believe it. But we have a heavenly father who sent him son, his son in Jesus, who is the truth, the way, the truth and the life and everything that he feeds you is the truth. This is why our scripture is so important. So if you haven't found time in God's word, I'm just going to encourage you, fight to do it every single day. Every single day. Because this is the only way that you're actually going to receive his love. I'm telling you from experience. I started out and I started reading my scripture every single day as a time of religion. I felt like I had to. I had to earn his love. But what I quickly realized is every time I stopped, everything in my life changed. I started to cripple. I started to believe more and more lies. Someone would say something. I'm like, wait, did they mean to say this? Is that what they were trying to say? And I kept finding myself shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And the more that I spent more time in his word, I started to receive his love and my life started to transform and my family started to change and everyone around me started to change. And I just wanna encourage you, please, teach people to do this, but only because you do it. The last thing that I want for you to understand is this. Jesus said, and behold, I am with you always to the end of age. If you're writing down notes, I want you to write down, he is with me. I was going to say he is with you, but I wanted you to write down, he is with me. So that when you look at your notes, you understand that he is with you. Because if you understand that he is with you, everything in your life will change. Trust me in this, Jesus wanted to start with you, but he didn't wanna stop with you. If this whole mission just stops with you and I, then he can't advance himself, the kingdom of God can't advance in our world around us. So, so many of us are trying to to change the world through our social media platforms, and I'm telling you, it's corrupt. I'm not saying delete social media, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that if you think that your only influence is through social media, that's a lie from the father above, not the father above, but the father that has influence in our world and that's Satan, the father of lies. Change the world around you and don't try to change the whole world. And the only way that you can change it is if you allow the spirit of the living God to change you. Fuse, I want for you to know that I love you so, so much. It's been about a decade since I've been a part of this ministry. And I've never believed in it more than I have now. And I know a lot of you are like, dang it, I knew he was gonna cry, he always cries. I thought I was gonna get through the whole thing. It's the music. (laughs) But I want for you to know that God loved you so, so much He has a purpose for your life, and it's for us to fulfill his mission, the Great Commission. I don't know about you, but I want to partner with him and then be about the commission together as a family. Can I get an amen? I love you guys so much. I'm going to pray for us, and a local pastor is going to come out on the stage. Father God, I thank you so much. I just thank you for what you've done in me. I know that you're real, not because people told me. You're way better than what they told me. Way better. But God, I had to find out the hard way. When I thought this life was about me and all of my desires, I realized how empty I actually was. But, God, when I submit it to you and I fight, I pray that I get to do it for the rest of my life. God, I'm going to give everything to you. But, God, I pray that right now under the sound of my voice that you would bless my younger brothers and sisters in this space and across our state. Show them who you really are, God, not because because it came from my mouth or anyone's mouth, but because you want to reveal yourself to them. Thank you for your words and your promises through your disciples. We're disciples today. We love you and we pray this in Jesus' name, amen.